Tonight on B-Movie Mania, we have an exciting film starring Clint Howard. It's got, it's got, let me take that again, one second, sorry. Tonight on B-Movie Mania, we got an exciting film with, god damn it, I just, I just can't do this, guys. I can't. Paul has been kidnapped. Small Paul. And it feels so weird doing this without him. But we have some new friends, thankfully. We got some new members of the Rocketeers. But I'm really sad about Paul being kidnapped. Uh, but we have, uh, we watched Ice Cream Man. B-Movie Mania, I B- guess. B-Movie oh, movie. Mania. Mania. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> Stop cross. I'm laughing. <laughs> Welcome to the crossroads of camp, the bastion of the bazaar, the place where low budgets meet high praise. Yes, it's B-Movie Mania. And now, B-Movie Maniacs, here are your hosts, the cream of the crap, the connoisseurs of cult, your cinematic creepy uncles. Mike Hayes, Jason Hulls, and Crazy Chris Hudson. Uh, We've got a lot to get through. Paul's been kidnapped, but I think we can do this without him because we've got some new friends. Uh, But first, the old friends. We've got Jason Hulls. There are no bad days at B-Movie Mania. Only happy, happy, happy days. <laughs> uh, crazy Chris Hudson. Nice to see you again, Mike. Mm. All right, this is, these are getting worse as they go. Uh, and then we have our special guests from Blockbuster Film School. I've got, oh boy, I should have practiced on y'all's blast names or double-checked on how those are said. <laughs> Let's just try Alex Bonner. That's correct, and I I don't know if you guys have any Converse shoes around, but I'm looking for some Converse shoes. <laughs> I've got a pair with like a bunch of worms and shit, like cockroaches in them. <laughs> for some reason, I just have this urge to buy Converse shoes. Oh, and and as well, Nick Souter. Hello, you could just call me Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Later on, Alex is going to do uh, cocaine and ice cream off my tits. <laughs> but I'm going to start calling you Big Tuna then. Hey, Big Tuna. Hey. Because that's your, your process through the film, your hero's journey. Yeah. Oh. Well, shit. Thanks, everyone, new and old, for being here today while we uh, talk through this uh, drippy, wet mess of a movie mm. that is Ice oh Cream Man. It is, yes. It's very melty. <laughs> it's, I mean, you can describe the movie in about three sentences. It's from 1995. Clint Howard's in it. That's two. That's all you need. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. The, the plot of the film is con- inconsequential, honestly. The most important description of this film 
is that the runtime is under 90 minutes. <laughs> yes! It was a pleasant surprise I, to see that. <laughs> I, I was, because it seems like they've edited out all the interesting parts and any sort of foreshadowing and setup from the plot that they could have buffed it out to 140 or something just oh, to give easily. us yeah. something. But also, for <laughs> foreshadowing, somebody would have had to write a script. Yeah. Uh, you know, I couldn't help but notice that the initial draft was written in three days. Ooh, it yeah. was it? Yeah, it was written in three days. So was the final draft. Well, okay, look, yeah. I, I mean, I have a question, I guess. Like, <laughs> went right off the bat here, you know, you're a director, and you're used to making pornography. I mean, I've, ne <laughs> I've never read any scripts for pornos, but I have to imagine that there's... There are more outlines. So maybe <laughs> this movie, you know, was this was a challenge for him. And, you know, right. He just just knocked out that script fast. And, and maybe it was kind of kind of rough and loose. I don't know. Well, he did. He did a good job on the dialogue in this compared to a porn. Yes. I don't know about that. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> Come on. Trolling for tuna. <laughs> so, so are you saying that the director is from pornography and that's why he has three very bad film credits? That is correct. Yeah. Yes. yes. Paul, that's amazing. Porno paid for this movie. Paul Norman, <laughs> a.k.a. Norman Epstein. Um, although I like calling him Epstein because it makes me... Think of like a gorilla wearing glasses, but uh, that, um, that's a better movie than Ice Cream Man, right there. He has 200 <laughs> yeah. credits, no joke, from oh, 1988 wow. to 2000 that are all pornography, and some of them are such hits as Edward Penis Hands. What? Oh yeah, yeah I've seen that. Nice. Yeah, intercourse with a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and the erotic adventures of the Three Musketeers. So, oof. so just a regular Three Musketeers yeah. movie. Well, yeah, I think uh, Alexander Dumas wrote that one. Um, uh, yeah, so this is the level we're dealing with. Now, okay, hey, if since since you looked into the porn titles, um, do you know if any of them come after this movie? Like, did he was he in porn? He's like, oh. I'm going to try to do a legit movie, and he's like, nah. Screw this, I'm going back to yeah. porn. No, he definitely went back to porn for... I think his next movie was a porn version of Ice Cream Man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why not? And it's called, and it's called... Ice Cream Vagina. <laughs> oh, come on! You put him Nothing. on the spot. Hey, I didn't think through that bit. Oh, yeah. A hard pack? A little hard pack of the brickle? Yeah, there's some hard pack. Oh, my God. Brickle. Th that had to have been... Has anyone heard the term hard pack for ice no. cream before? No. 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 I'd like to buy a gallon of your uh, hard pack. What do you deliver? No. <laughs> One, four, nine. That cute little house right over there. Come anytime. Yeah. It's a thing, apparently. I looked it up, curiously. Weird. But no one's ever said it, it's, except <laughs> well, the porn guy. It's a picture. <laughs> How a can I inject some porn into this? Oh, hard pack. We could make that sort of porny and ice cream at the same time. Hard pack. I know pack. what that is. <laughs> oh. so, so the guy who wrote this is the guy who wrote and directed Wedding Crashers. Right. Mm -hmm. Shanghai Nights. other yeah. garbage. Fred Claus, sorry, not all garbage. Fred Claus. So that's... <laughs> A gem on his goddamn. He also made R.I.P.D. and then that's yeah. the end of his credits. <laughs> <laughs> so that guy got a porn guy to make a movie. All right, well, it all checks out. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun, almost from the behind-the-scenes element than yeah. the movie itself. Yeah, yeah. Where I would love to watch a kind of. Um, the disaster artist of how this <laughs> fever dream of a movie came together 
And then it ends with just Joe Bob Briggs just throwing shade at Clint Howard on oh. the TV debut on TNT. Which, if you haven't checked out, you you really should watch the YouTube of the TNT um, Monster Vision Monster Vision. Uh, TV world premiere of this movie in which legendary Joe Bob Briggs just kind of asks uh, Clint Howard things like, how how many mashed potatoes do you have to eat? (laughs) (laughs) Quick takes! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I like your version. (laughs) Was it Entertainment Tonight? What were we doing? (laughs) 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 With Don oh. Tesh <laughs> and Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> All right, crazy Chris Hudson, give me your quick take. You didn't say please. <laughs> okay. Hey, what's your problem, mister? You didn't say please. Chris Hudson, crazy Chris Hudson, could you please give me your quick take? This movie is a little better than... A giant fucking needle shoved through your <laughs> skull. Uh, how about you, uh, Alex? Um, I'm not sure whether this is an allegory about getting molested or an allegory about how working in the service industry slowly turns you into a murderer. <laughs> uh, Nick? Ice Cream Man is the movie equivalent of... Jerking off in the back of a mega bus and not finishing. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Uh, Jay, Jay. It's classified, Mike. It's classified. Oh, fair, yeah. fair enough. Plus, it's really hard to follow the jerking off thing. <laughs> That's what the driver said. Oh. They you off. We got a missing kid. Thought maybe you might have seen something. Little guy never made it home from the park last night. No. Have any leads? It's classified, Ice Cream Man. It's classified. Look, here's what I want to ask. There's like four different groups of people in this. Yes. There's the there's the parents and family members. There's the cops. There's uh. Oh man, the cops. Our ice cream man, <laughs> and then there's the Rocketeers, who <laughs> are dressed like Green Berets. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite scene of the entire movie, though, is why the whole movie is so upsetting and confusing to me, which is that the movie begins in a Leave it to Beaver black and white, <laughs> where then an ice cream man gets gacked gangland style. <laughs> yeah. And then a little kid starts, like, tweaking out as though he's had PTSD from Vietnam or something, and, and that's how the movie begins. I mean, it was a gangland shooting on the ice cream man, right? I wasn't just dreaming that. It's like a straight up machine gun, right? There's a history of that. That's a historical fact. Okay. Yes, that's Not true. that it happened in this movie, but there, in the in the movie, there is a, a newspaper that says it was a drug-related shooting or whatever. But in back in the day, maybe still currently, ice cream trucks have been used for mob things, drug, military. There's a whole wild thing in Glasgow, Scotland that is insane. The the ice cream truck wars of the of the 80s are insane. A movie about rival 
ice cream men shooting each other and going at each other. That's a movie. Yes. But this is not that. Yeah. <laughs> Call it ice cream men. men. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If the, if you had the, the ice cream man faction, like Clint Howard trips out and then like the gangsters absorb him into their insane gang and turn him into this ice cream beast and just send him out into the gangland. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's like a hitman. Oh, yes. Right. See, I would watch this movie. <laughs> What what if this episode is just us coming up with a better movie than the actual movie? It's not hard. No. It's like shooting dead Clint Howards in a barrel. <laughs> uh, so so instead of a beautiful gangland black and white shot film by like the Cohen brothers or something, Chris Hudson, what do we get? We get Clint Howard slinging ice cream and trolling for tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Three hard packs in your fudge sickle. The body count in this movie isn't really all that high. Seven. Seven? Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised yeah. it's even that much. Wow. Well, they made those two heads, so they oh, had yeah, to yeah. work yeah. backwards from those two heads that they built. <laughs> <laughs> so that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> they cast they cast actors to, that looked like the heads they made. Yeah. <laughs> also, don't forget... The body count includes John Gotti in the beginning getting killed, so only six people die during the actual movie right. from Clint Howard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of set yeah. up like you start to suspect him, and they, they film it in a way that you think he has killed these children and stuff like that, and it turns out, oh, it was just the old man. He was going to die anyway. Well, that's because it, that makes more sense than what actually happens to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're just hiding out in the woods yeah. for days. <laughs> What the fuck? He kidnaps the kid dressed like Tracy Ullman and then decides that he's going to reprogram him to become a little ice cream man. Right. Which doesn't make sense because that fucking kid, small Paul, R.I.P. Um, but our Paul is very much a small Paul. I mean, Jay and, and Chris, you guys knew him very much back when he was young. He was a sickly child. Um, always in the hospital, just like the small Paul in the film. Hey, small Paul. You guys got ice cream, huh? Yeah, bomb pop. You always get bomb pop. They're cool looking. I mean, it's from 95, but it's got that feel that 80s, like, we're scared of our kids getting kidnapped kind of thing. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't yeah. doesn't do much with it, because the parents aren't that really worried about it. <laughs> no. And they're all played by fairly famous character actors. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. I was I was surprised Warner was in it. I mean, he was the bad guy yeah. in Tron. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yep. in it for mm -hmm. no apparent reason. Uh, what's his face? American Werewolf in London is in it. David Naughton. Yeah. David Naughton. Yeah. Don't forget baseball superstar Steve Garvey. Seriously, Steve Garvey. <laughs> Apparently, Steve Garvey was. I was reading at the IMDb. Steve Garvey was on set for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> is he the other cop? Who's Steve Garvey? No, he was one of the dads. Yeah, he's the dad at the beginning who's telling the cop brother to calm down. Now, Jacob Tuna is a very nice boy. He's just dumb. I will admit the twerp does stink like a rotten fish, though. Hey, hey, this is not very nice dinner conversation. Racer, come on and eat. The ice cream man truck, he has this truck, this gross ice cream truck that is full of just absolute decay. And bugs, and there's so many bugs, they couldn't have got there on their own. So what I want to know, Nick, where did these bugs come from? Where did he source his bugs to, to <laughs> fill his ice cream truck with? You know the, the flowers 
the fake flowers they had on the dirt patch. Yep, yep. Each of those was a roach farm. Oh. He was raising them for the movies. <laughs> and then they just used them for the ice cream. He was trying to finance a sequel to Arachnophobia called <laughs> Cockroachophobia. <laughs> It didn't get worked out. So many great movies could come out of this. <laughs> We're just like an idea farm here. Well, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to jump to my idea. Yeah. There's there's the Rocketeers, right, which is the group of the kids, which all have fun nicknames except for the girl, which, yeah. dog, because girls aren't fun. They don't get names. Yeah. We've got Tuna, who's like a not fat, fat kid. Yeah. Right. He's got a pillows. He wears a pillow stuffed in his shirt. Yeah, yeah he has a pillow, right? Okay, I'm not the only one that thought no, that. No, it is definitely oh, a pillow. We definitely did. Also, I want to bring yeah. something up. As a fat person, I'm a little upset they outsourced this job to a skinny guy. <laughs> this is bullshit. This was my time to shine. I was that age in 95. That's true. You were dressed like DJ Tanner, too. I was. <laughs> all my all my great picture day photos are disgusting. <laughs> I, I appreciated how the outfit, I mean, it was obviously made in 95, but they were the most 95 kid outfits oh, yeah. you could wear. There were a lot of vests. And the one kid had like a hemp puka shell necklace. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got a drug rug on at some point. Yeah. Like, it's just <laughs> all the clothes came from one store, the Bugle Boy outlet store. <laughs> I forgot about Bugle Boy. Oh, what kind of name is that? Tuna. 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 It's so stupid. Well, one of the other kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried to mention the other kid's name because of what just happened. <laughs> But we've got Racer, yeah. which is his nickname, for two scenes, and then they just call him Johnny for the rest of the yeah, fucking what, movie. What? I didn't get, I didn't hear his name at all. <laughs> yeah, Racer. It, it was Racer at the dinner table, and I think someone says Racer like one scene later, and then they go by his real name, which is fucking stupid because Racer's a dope ass nickname. <laughs> Where's Racer? Sorry, I'm late. I was at Heather's and. Tuna's mom picked me up. We're all supposed to believe the Goonies thing where they're, they have inherent <laughs> strengths, but they don't know mm -hmm. how strong they are. And then as the movie goes along, they become yeah. more powerful and a better unit. But that never happens. They just are <laughs> them the whole time. Nothing happens. And then at the end, Tuna's wearing sunglasses or something. I don't know. Yeah. We meet four kids who are nerdy ice cream eaters. And then at the climax of the film, they show up in fucking like guardian angel outfits, berets and shit with, with control panels on their bikes and literal fucking functional rockets on them that they yeah. blow up a cop that car with. Yeah. Oh, man. He's got a gun. And we have no build up to this. This was the fucking movie. Yeah, they really should have leaned into that whole thing. I don't give a shit about the ice cream man. He would have been creepier yeah. without knowing his backstory. Give me these kids growing Look, up. Gang, a gang monster ice cream man putting out hits on other right ice cream <laughs> manufacturers with kids that can build rocket bikes stuck in the middle. That's why I feel like sometimes when you watch it, there's there's a movie in there. That's why I wonder, like, yes. if David mm -hmm. Dopkin, who wrote it and then wrote, you know, Wedding Crashers and Shanghai Nights and stuff, you know, wrote a script that was possibly leaning one way or the other more, more towards comedy, more towards horror. Mm -hmm. And then it got in the hands of Ron Howard's brother and a porno guy. And they were like, no, 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 we got to go right down the middle. 
We gotta not make choices. <laughs> oh, we gotta God. Everything just happened. Hey, I bet as long as they work in waffle cones somehow. Oh, we're good. Dude. Yeah. Converse. And why would Converse sponsor this movie? Why would Converse decide to put their money that, on this? That's honestly the biggest horror of this film, I think. Hmm. Not the murder, not the gore, which is very little. But it's the fact that it's revealed that Clint Howard is working this ice cream truck day after day, all day, all day, and he's wearing fucking Chuck Taylors in that thing. (laughs) There is no arch support whatsoever (laughs) on that shit. I also just kind of really enjoyed the scene where the fake Macaulay Culkin kid, Small Paul, (laughs) first finds him and he's just like crip walking. Like, just, and you're like, he's like, yeah, you're cool. I will follow you to the ends of the earth. What's your favorite flavor? Oh, no, wait, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. I don't, don't say anything. I, um, uh, it's, um, I can taste it. Um, butter brickle. How'd you know that? Because it's my favorite flavor, too. That whole storyline with that fucking kid doesn't make any sense. No, no. he could have. Like you were saying, there's a movie in there. That yeah. whole thing could have made sense. What probably should have happened was that Small Paul doesn't betray him in the end, throwing yeah. out everything that just happened for the re- the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> Small Paul should have faked Ron Howard's death. Ooh. Oh, Clint Howard, not Ron Howard. Ron Howard, he, he, he's going to live forever. He has money. Clint Howard doesn't. Um, well, Clint Howard was supposed to come back for the Kickstarter's funded sequel. Yes, oh, which, ro- which raised $4,000 of the possible 300000 So Man. Oh, that's... Yeah. Wait, why did they need 300000 They probably shot this for, like, 2K. That's a lot of, that's a lot of mashed potatoes, Mike. Oh, dude, Norman Apestein... Put together two million bucks for this of porno <laughs> no. money. Yeah. Oh, two I was about mil, mil and a half, and the other million, half million came oh. from Converse. <laughs> <laughs> God, I was about to ask uh, what he did with the money, but I, it went to more pornos, right? Oh, yeah. He just yeah. funded more pornos. <laughs> also, his wife, who is a famous porn star, is in the movie. When there's oh, the scene right. where they made up yes. what appears to be a carpeted office building yes. to look like a grocery store. <laughs> yes, now we can talk uh, about yeah. the grocery oh, store. That's my oh, favorite scene. Oh, the carpet scene. was so gross. Oh, God. <laughs> nasty. <laughs> also, you know how like when a small child gets into your cart and you don't notice? <laughs> like, this kid's invisible in the entire thing. <laughs> hey, my cart is 80 pounds heavier. Hey, it's 80 pounds lighter. What? <laughs> like... I'm like, listen, man, I don't want any Amber alert. Get the hell out of my cart right now. (laughs) So so you're telling me that they made a grocery store? Uh, That's what it I mean, what grocery store has carpet? I don't. It just looks like. No, it doesn't make any sense. Okay. Yeah, but I agree. I agree. The lady who like asked, like, does this lipstick look good on me? I believe her name is Tori Carey. And she was a very, in the late 80s, early 90s, fairly famous porn star. And she was married to Paul Norman, a.k.a. Norman Apestein, who directed this movie. Look at you <laughs> pretending not to know who she is. I don't know what you're talking about. I got to get out of here. Wells. Her name <laughs> Tori, Tori Wells. Tori Wells. Yep. Tori Wells. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> what do you think of this color? I, I don't know either. I mean, according to my color charts, it should work. But last time I followed those, I ended up looking like a clown splattered with cherry syrup. Cherry syrup is good. Looks good on you. Get a dozen. I just figured this whole thing out. Yes. That they have 
this grocery store setup, like this set for all the porno movies. That's why there's carpet <laughs> for when the busboy oh, and the bagger oh, do it on the floor. And they could just vacuum out all the semen. Wait, what? No, that's not how semen works. <laughs> they don't know that. It's a PA and a, and a, you know, a coked out lighting guy. That makes me want to sell knee pads to porn stars. There is a business yeah. idea. Hey. Yeah. Hey, it's called Converse. What's, <laughs> there is, I guess, there is that weird scene where where Clint Howard is is like sifting out the dead bodies. He's turning into like the flavoring. There's a diaphragm in there. <laughs> yeah, was it a diaphragm or a female condom? It was something. something. It was, it was. It was gross. Or is that the same thing? I don't know. It's like one of those little rubber things you put in a desk and it just pops up. And... <laughs> it could have been. It could have been one of those. <laughs> it's sort of a kids movie, right? That's what. Kids were merchandising. That's what Small Paul probably thought it was. It was Small Paul's little beanie hat. <laughs> what on earth do you suppose he was running from? I don't know. Well, maybe you should go in and talk with him. I'm sure once you do that, we can get to the bottom of this. By the way, you're not going to take us to court, are you? You know, I did want to mention, too, before we get off this grocery store scene, that it also featured a cameo by Doug Llewellyn of the People's Court. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. was a big... What? Yeah. Yeah. And he makes a, his line in the movie is something about like, "Are you going to take me to court?" He's like the store manager or something. Wah, so, wah, yeah. Oh, that guy. Oh my god! All of you people's court fans out there, what's the original? <laughs> it's starting to dawn on me that probably Paul Norman was like a cool guy, and he was just sort of L.A. friends with some random people, and was like, "Hey, I'm making a movie. It's not porno this time." And they're like, "Will you guys be in it?" And they're like. For two hours. He's like, that's great. That's it. That's all I need. Uh, yeah. So, okay, so there's these two cops, though. Yeah. Right? Oh, we kind of yeah. we kind of touched on these cops. One is... Jan Michael Vincent. Michael Jan Vincent. Jan Michael <laughs> Vincent. However, whichever order those words go in, I don't know. <laughs> Three first names. I don't trust him. No. But uh, him and then some other guy with a beard. Lee Majors, too. Yes. Electric Boogaloo. What? Yes. Jesus, I thought he looked a little familiar. Yeah, oh my god. $6,000 man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and and I don't know if I've seen a more effective in sorry, I said effective. That was a mistake. An ineffective <laughs> duo of cops I've ever like they weren't even bumbling. They just blew at their jobs. No, they were terrible. Yeah. Well, they, they couldn't even act scared or like fearing for their lives when they're being attacked at an insane asylum. They just oh look mildly no. annoyed. We'll just walk slowly out of here while yes. the insane inmates... I think that was the best part. <laughs> that was so great. I've never seen a character in a movie, an actor in a movie, want to escape the movie so bad as Jan Michael Vincent. And he's like, I'm just done with this. Get out of my face. I bet you they were... I bet you the director was like, alright, Jan Michael... Is he go by Jan Michael? Jan. GMB. Jan. Vince, JMV. Vince, I call him we, Vince. Vince, we need you to run out of here because you're scared. Okay, that's your direction. And he goes, all right, and then just walks. And he gives him, he gives him like five times. He cut or cut. Jan, we need you to run because you're scared. All right, go. And then just all right, and then just walks. I think this <laughs> like hallway. This. I think this hallway escape is like thirty minutes of the runtime. Also, oh, it <laughs> takes forever. I wish it was. It was the best shot in the fucking movie. <laughs> I, honestly, in terms of if it was just separated out, and there was the Jan Michael Vincent 
having his own weird fever quest like that as this is all happening he's losing his mind and just all of these maniacs are just like rubbing their hands all over him he's like yes yeah. he becomes like colonel a uh, colonel kurtz type character i i kind of was like this is actually kind of interesting yeah. and then just they don't bring that up again god yeah they're in this like Insane asylum that they keep eating cuts to that all seem weird and they get this weird thing that the the inmates or whatever you call them, the patients, I'm sorry, not inmates, patients, have all like <laughs> taken over. But there's this scene where Jan Michael Vincent is walking down this hallway and it's one long shot down this curved hallway and slowly more and more like zombie like patients start following him. And it's kind of cool. It looks like mayonnaise on the lens, yeah. but it is kind of cool looking. And it goes against everything else in this film. Totally. For a split second, it turns into a Fellini film. Just yes. a guy in a mental asylum who's a cop, but all these cops are, all these people are touching him and he's just like, I'm into this. Yeah. Well, there, and there's like, also, I guess the other cool thing I weirdly got excited about is on the exterior when he finally sombers out barely <laughs> faster than the, the zombie patients, you see him, oh no, he right before that, he's... He, the, the the other guy comes out and looks up into the, what is obviously the actual building they filmed in because it's got this curved outside <laughs> and you see like these muzzle flash right because that's going on and I weirdly got excited about it because I'm like oh it's the same building look at that wow <laughs> just <laughs> like not kidding half a chub just because something <laughs> cohesive happened in the film oh at, anytime anything of any interest happened in the film I popped because I was like oh something happened that bike actually <laughs> shot a rocket. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Also, Half a Chub is the movie this director made after this movie. <laughs> Mom, I saw... Come on, Marion, just admit it. You think I'm seeing someone else? Think? I know you're seeing somebody else, Martin. Come on, Martin. Who is it? Tell Let's me. Let's not do this again. Dad, I... Not now, Chris. Go to your room. But, Dad... I said go to your room. So, Tuna's dad is having an affair, and I don't know why he would want to cheat on Conan the Barbarian's girlfriend, but there it great, is. Great question. Uh, so, so he's he's banging the he's banging the hot mom, or miss, I don't know who she is. She's just some lady who is flirting so heavily with the ice cream man. Like, she wants, speaking of Eiffel Towers, there we go. <laughs> Tuna's oh, dad the ice cream man. Well, she's in. She needs his heart pack, as she yeah. explicitly yeah. states. I'd like to buy a gallon of your uh, heart pack. This also had kind of those like lawnmower man vibes, where for some yeah. reason people wanted to have sex with this weird simple man who's an ice cream man for some reason <laughs> because it was in the script. But Hudson, that that dad gets up there, try try to well. He does call him an ice cream what nerd at some oh ice cream dork. Doesn't yeah. he yell ice cream dork at him? <laughs> I think so. He ice hates cream ice dork. cream men for some reason. What the hell is that ice cream dork doing out this late? Also, I really like the part where Clint Howard at one point opens up the freezer in the truck and it's like when Vincent Vega opens the yeah. briefcase in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> and it just lights up. And small Paul just goes, cool! <laughs> wow. Also, I'm going to tell you, I know we're getting close to it, but my guess is that the final scene, his secret lair, in which he has a concrete manufacturing apparatus that makes ice cream or whatever that um that is also the grocery store 
<laughs> that warehouse. Yeah. They also yeah. filmed in the parking lot. The floor lot is of. covered in semen. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you do need something to stick the carpet down on. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so I can imagine the cops are coming in to bust the place up and destroying everything, knocking over the jars of semen. Oh, that's also, all. <laughs> I gotta bring up when the cops come in scene. Oh, that yeah, because yeah, yeah. look. I understand cops can be dicks when they have a warrant, but the fact that they had axes and they were like, we're going we're gonna to actively destroy your place. It's like, that's not how search warrants work. Yeah. Actively destroy the place, not search the truck that's full of dead body pieces. And if like, nothing else, they would see his ice cream with bugs all in it. They'd be like, well, we got to call the goddamn yeah. health department on this guy. Yeah, you're at least going down for something, man. Oh, my God. If the rest of the movie was Clint Howard arguing with the health department <laughs> over what, like oh. oh these roaches work for me they're part of the crew they're not a nuisance I would hey, love that movie hey you're allowed to have a certain amount of cockroach parts in your ice cream according to the FDA is it like 25 whole cockroaches alive I am currently finally going through and watching the shield oh. which which is about shitty cops. Yes. It's very, very good. Mm -hmm. They don't even treat the goddamn <laughs> shit they do like they, these guys do this room. And they are very bad people. I want you to go through everything. Find any hollow doors or floors, bust them open. Got it? Yes, sir. One guy's like literally fucking a desk with a baseball bat. Like, who goes in? Who goes into a, a search warrant with a baseball bat? First of all, and then who just rams it in and out of a fucking cabinet for Vincent. a bomb? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I was it also like, jam. why are the Van Nuys cops dressed like Walker, Texas Ranger? <laughs> yeah. Also, it's a porno. Well, they were reused from the porn shoot. <laughs> mm -hmm. They were wearing their own. They were wearing their own clothes. Yeah. That's what's happening? Yeah. yeah, Jan Michael Vincent's poor name is Damn Michael Vincent. <laughs> God damn it. Slam Michael Vincent. <laughs> That's better. Damn it. <sighs> Jesus. Um, oh, I need to mention there is a scene where the, once the kids start following Gregory, the ice cream man, Clint Howard. <laughs> They follow him to a cemetery where oh. he's carrying what they presume to be the this body of Small of Paul. It is honestly the best part, right? It's demented. It makes no goddamn sense. Ice cream social dead person tribute. Yeah. It's like the worst day of the dead celebration ever. It's ice cream. I'm fixing up a little party for you. You're going to like this one. <laughs> Basically, he has like eight ice cream cones, but they're in like this weird like table that has a bunch of holes specifically for ice cream cones. Like he does this ritual every year to go celebrate that uh, John Gotti guy who got shot in the beginning. And then he just yeah. like sits there and talks to it and talks to people that are there. And they never bring that up again. That he's like completely schizophrenic <laughs> talking to ghosts. Small pole. I want to go back. I want to go back. What's he doing a small ball? 
Also, I like how the kids like react to that. They see that they're like, oh no, it's small Paul. And then he literally pulls something crazier than a dead child (laughs) out of that bag. And they're like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. I was like, thank God this country ignores mental health problems. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, small Paul is back in a loosely secured like warehouse <laughs> he's in an ice cream panic room oh no he's in <laughs> yes, now yes he's he's uh clint howard is the elron and small paul is tom cruise <laughs> okay, he's in <laughs> he's bought the all the books he's using the e-meter he's in would you like to stir Oh, now watch your hand. That blade, that blade will take your hand right off. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, (laughs) are you trying to talk about the ending, Mike? Yes, Jay, tell me about the ending. Yes, do it. Well, small Paul ends up, uh, you think he's in on it, and then he's- It's not easy, is it? Well, you think he's like going to- follow the ice cream man because they're buddies and then whenever the danger is happening he takes the john Gotti. we'll just call him that uh, the john yeah. Gotti's guy <laughs> photo off the wall and starts leading clint howard around with that picture in a flashlight and 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 they have uh what is it uh, it's like Chekhov's ice cream vat. You know, they showed it in the beginning. <laughs> the one thing with foreshadowing. The one thing they foreshadowed. Yes, yeah, this one is the foreshadowing. And he puts Clint Howard into the vat. He falls in and that's how he dies. Hi, I'm now, ice cream dick. And you're like, okay, small Paul's back. Yay. And then Yay. And then the other kids in the Rocketeers are all rocketeering. And small <laughs> Paul is in therapy. But it doesn't look like it's going so well. Yeah. That brings up a thing earlier when small Paul's missing and they finally find Roger hiding in the fucking woods. They're like, oh, Chris, there's an opening in the Rocketeers. Yeah. Like, yeah. The they say that. He's Your definitely best dead. friend is missing, probably yeah. dead. Also, the ending of this is literally Friday the 13th part two with the mom's head, except oh, it's John yes. Gotti's painting. Yep. And yep. a little trans kid luring Clint Howard into a cement mixer, which when he dies is in slow motion, because if you head at normal speed, you'd be able to tell it's just Bella Lugosi thrashing himself around without a machine operating. Yes. It went with the real, you know, slug line of this whole movie, which is live by the ice cream vat, die by the ice cream vat. Yes. That's going to be my next neck tattoo. They they couldn't use that, though, because Batman and Robin was going to use it two years later. Uh, And they knew that, so they couldn't do it. Oh, man. The the idea that... You live by the rubber nipples, you die by the rubber nipples. See, but I was also... I will say this. I was disappointed because he's the ice cream man, and he just keeps saying weird stuff like, you didn't say please, as opposed to (laughs) yelling stuff like, what 
killed the dinosaurs, the ice age, you know, like yeah. there's, it's like, if you're going to be an ice cream murderer, like there's so many ice cream puns that you, you could need to be have some, yeah. issuing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he like literally at some point he says, now your ice cream or your ice cream now or something stupid. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> the one, he had one good kill line. It's when he killed the 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 A cab brother, um, <laughs> his girlfriend. He shoves a thing into her or whatever, and he goes. <laughs> That's what I call brain freeze. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Also, that was like the most hyper violent scene of the movie. Yeah, where mm-hmm. a woman yeah. gets stabbed in the brain and then just like blood comes out of her mouth. <laughs> that was the scary. That was actually the only moment in this movie that had like a little bit of creepiness and actual frightening like jump bits. Is when mm-hmm. the ACAB brothers go in through the dark with the flashlight and it's like, yes. oh, oh, it's John Gotti and oh, it's a you know it's a bear on the wall and then it goes by <laughs> and it's. Oh, it's oh, Clint yeah. Howard, and he's making that fucking I'm gonna eat I'm gonna eat Ron Howard to death face, <laughs> and and then like I was like that's awesome, and then he comes out in his the dead guy's the A brother's clothes, and me and Alex were both like that's him, that's him, yes, and then he kills the girlfriend, and then he hits Jan Michael Vincent with aluminum foil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To bring it back to that Batman, uh, Mister Freeze thing though. Did anyone notice, else notice in the asylum that it is completely painted with bats all over the oh, yeah. walls? Mm. I think that's Arkham. I think this Ooh. is in the DC <laughs> Batman universe. Wow. Love it. There were too many bats. And I think this is like not Arkham, I guess. This is wishing well or whatever. It's like the the lower level like <laughs> asylum where all the like. The not so dangerous criminals yeah. actually Gotham go. State, uh, asylum, <laughs> yeah. Mike. Mike, I, yeah. I did. I haven't seen it yet, but I did hear the recent, uh, recently released Snyder cut of Justice League oh. features the Ice Cream Man. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Zack Snyder yeah. did something I approve of. <laughs> yeah, Zack Snyder took him, brought brought Ice Cream back to life, and even James Gunn in his Suicide Squad was like, no. <laughs> yeah, Zack Snyder watched this movie and he was like, hey. <laughs> Movies don't have to have plots at all. <laughs> I can just do whatever I want. Oh, fuck. Well, before we get into ratings, boys, is there any stuff you that we did not bring up? Um, I'm going to do my small thing. Let me hear it, Nick. He sleeps in a dirt patch. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but it's surrounded by flowers. He just sleeps on the ground surrounded by those sunflower wind things. Like... This is the saddest character ever filmed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but those sunflower wind things are fertilized with the best fertilizer. Yeah, cops. Cops. Yeah, that was that was the one good line in the movie. Um, I have to bring up the fact that in the grocery store scene, the kid is going to talk to his mom, but it appears that there is also another woman wearing a carrot outfit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And he's like, oh, no, you're another woman wearing a carrot outfit as though two women would be wearing carrot power suits in the same grocery store. It was 1995's hot fashion. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying carrot even back then was bold. That was a bold color choice. Also, you know, they couldn't afford two of those. (laughs) 
So that actress, <laughs> the mom was like naked in her underwear off screen, just like, hurry up and shoot it. I'm cold. There's no heat in this porno set. There was... There was also the weird uh, exorcism scene oh. that was going on, or, or, or speaking in tongues, where mm-hmm. uh, Heather's dad is this, the British preacher. Yeah, Werner the whole time, never used. Yeah, and yeah no, that should have been something in there. Mom, mom, at some point is frothing at the mouth, barking like Binky the new, newly dead dog. Uh, but they say Archangel Gabriel's speaking through your mother again. <laughs> Like you do. And then we just go past it and nothing ever comes of it. <laughs> David Warner was heavily underused in this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought he was going to be end up being like the villain of the, the bad parents. Oh, 100 mm-hmm. percent. That's also a movie that like that he's secretly and his weird religious cult are behind mm-hmm. Hopewell yeah. or whatever it's called. And they're the actual bad guys. And that the ice cream man, like I said, is a vigilante who is bad. He's doing the wrong thing, but you mm-hmm. start to yep. relate to him because these people are worse. You see that guy in the movie and you assume he's in there for something important. Right. You know, because he's the bad guy from from Time Bandits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's too good to be in this movie. Uh. <laughs> well, that brings me to an important point that I just realized is that the only parents who die are are the ones committing adultery. What does that say? If you're a porn director Mm. and you only kill off the adulterers, (laughs) a little bit of self-hate there, a little bit of uh, excuse you, excuse you, Chris. The wrong industry for another 25 years after he makes this movie. (laughs) Not not all pornography is about cheating and incest. That's true. As much as the algorithm on Pornhub would lead you believe. <laughs> All right, it's official then. It's rating time. Let's do it. Rating time. Ah, if anyone's got a better rating scale, let me know. But I want to know, one out of 100, happy, happy, happy days. <laughs> You're not going with waffle heads? <laughs> Hudson, you do what you want. You brought it out there. Cones. That can happen too, or that can happen too. Mashed potato cones. I like happy, happy, happy days. Okay, well, let me get Mister Jason Holes. Oh. We should let our guests go first. Yeah, we can let the guests. No, go no, first. no. I'm gonna sandwich the guests. Oh. I'm gonna make oh, okay. one of you go first, Ooh, and then I'll let one of you go last. <laughs> okay. Man, for my little recap, my I wrote pretty much everything we've just been discussing, you know, for the last hour. I mean, it's <laughs> it's very uneven. There's a lot of potential, but it ultimately doesn't really go anywhere. Um, you know, it's boring at times. It's, it's some funny <laughs> stuff. It's short. Uh, you know, Clint Howard is very good in his role. I'll say that. Sure. He is the guy to play the ice cream man. Um, turn in bad work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, you know, I've seen seen better. I've seen a lot worse. <laughs> I'm going to go 73 happy, happy, happy days. <laughs> Very fair. Uh, Alex, how about you? Um, I agree with a lot of that, particularly the, the wasted potential and the fact that you have... Um, Clint Howard, who very clearly wants to go crazy in this movie. He's willing to do it. You can feel the energy coming off of the guy. He would have done 
whatever insane thing you asked him to do and <laughs> all you asked him to do was like sleep in the dirt and eat a lot of mashed potatoes <laughs> it was kind of a bummer um, yeah and you had the the guy from you know american werewolf in london and you know you had all these other actors and people who are interesting and you didn't use them at all i i'm i'm going a little lower i'm gonna say 30 happy Ooh, yeah. happy days wow. for me fair Nick, give us the juice. I'm... <laughs> okay, so after discussing it with you guys, which, thanks for having us. Yes. This is a wonderful of time, course. wonderful discussion. Agreed. Starting to realize this movie is half complete shit and half <laughs> genius because mm -hmm. it subverts everyone's expectations by doing literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's like f not French New Wave, just like a French film in general. French medium like, wave. Yeah, medium oh. wave. It's like, oh, you want us to do something? No. Yeah. But um, what saves it for me and like gives it a special place in my heart is that Clint Howard is particularly greasy in this film and looks <laughs> fake, and he sort of looks like the claymation stop motion scene from. Poltergeist, where the guy rips off his face, and that's my favorite scene in the movie. So I'm gonna give it 57 happy, happy, happy days, and three out of five Chuck Taylors. Oh, we got double ratings! Wow. All right, all right, Kiss Hudson, tell us. Well, I agree with everything you guys have said. Um, I want to go a little low because the movie didn't really live up to the expectations and the talent involved. Mm -hmm. But there were several scenes that had me rolling out loud laughing. <laughs> and, oh my God, that escape from the asylum was... <laughs> yes. And the supermarket scene? Oh my God, I just fucking lost it at those. <laughs> so I got to raise my score from that for that. And Clinton Howard is always great. So uh, I'm yeah. going to go with... I'm going to I'm going to match Jay, but I'm going to go with 73 mashed potato cones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brian Tepps, what'd you say? Can I get him to do it? Yeah, I'm I'm here. Uh, <laughs> Brian, get on mic for a second and uh give us your review. He's rubbing I, um chocolate 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 chip on his nipples. I, <laughs> I was I was watching this movie. I was I was bored through most of it. Um I I did enjoy some of the scenes with Clint Howard, and as disappointing as this film was, I I have to say that he was pretty believable. Like I believed he was crazy, yeah. um, and I do give him credit for that. You know, he yeah. tried, yeah. and I I think he tried as hard as he could. You know, with what he mm -hmm. was given. So. I'm going to give him a participation trophy. <laughs> Showing yes! up and being there. And, uh, Why weren't you on the mic the whole time? Just being part of the team. Also, apparently, yeah. he, he, he screamed the entire way to set every day so that his voice was gravelly. <laughs> was a, was is a that a fact, fact you found, or is that a joke? No, That's a he, real thing. he talks yeah. about it. I highly oh recommend as a side piece the Joe Bob Briggs Monster Vision with. Joe Bob Briggs okay. interviewing him in which he talks about some of the behind the scenes tricks of the wow. trade for the 
the well, the heavy duty special effects. He, he he also went full method and drove an ice cream truck to the set, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, I, I there's something occurred to me here too. There's a really good chance that Ron Howard has seen this movie. Oh hell Can you yeah! Imagine <laughs> sitting down and just going like, yeah, yeah, Clint, I. I yeah, I watched, I watched Ice Cream Man. Uh. <laughs> well, he was looking for porn. <laughs> Damn it. At the beginning of every film shoot, Ron Howard shows this to the crew. And at the end of it, he goes, we're not fucking making this. Everybody show up with your shit together. <laughs> I will personally fund a sequel and put you in it if you don't try hard on this film. God, I, I love that idea. Because Ron Howard got his start through Corman and shit oh, like yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he made yeah. Grand Theft Auto and whatever with his dad. And with uh, with Clint. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but I like the idea, though, that for Nick Fury's, Nick's fantasy, like, he could show his other old shitty movies, but Ron Howard goes, my brother made this in the 90s. <laughs> this is not okay. Also, I got to bring this up. There's a thing where Clint Howard says, Roger Corman always said to actors, he said, I really hope you only work for me once or twice, because after that, you should be doing other movies. <laughs> and then Joe Bob Briggs goes, how many movies did you do? And Clint Howard goes, 13 so far. <laughs> wow. Oh, I gotta um, watch that. Mike, what did you think? What did you think, Mike? What did I think? I thought this movie was really fun to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Watching was different. <laughs> um... <laughs> Watching upset me because there are so many good movies that are not this movie. Like it has, so, it has so many touch points where it could be such an interesting film if they fucking focused and did a goddamn due diligence so, on so, something. Like Schindler's ice cream list. Like Schindler's ice cream list. Exactly. I anytime I felt like I liked something, I I always every single time I went. Oh, that would have been better if they would have fucking set that up. And, uh, yeah. Except the one scene that I liked that they didn't need to set up. The only, honestly, the only funny scene in the movie is the Photoshop scene, I think. <laughs> oh, that yeah. was amazing. I, yeah. I referenced that in my quick take, yeah. 14 bucks, three by five regular. How soon? One hour, 14 bucks, one day, 12. Back in an hour. The brief description is that this one-off joke of a photo developer just doesn't know anything. He keeps looking at the sign about prices. It's really slow. It's funny. And we do get to see also the sex photos of the of AK oh, yeah. brother and his girlfriend real quick. There's a brief little freak out. Where's my sex yeah. tape? And, and also, here's the other problem. There was there was the the, we didn't get into this. Sorry, we're getting back. But Heather took photos on this film of the bloody scene of it, right? And then, so these photos have been developed. They've picked them up. He's looked at them. When the kids come to him looking for trouble, he's like, there's no evidence. And you go, what are you talking about? The one thing you set up, you fucking dumb shits, didn't fucking follow through on. But they had so, enough evidence to get a warrant to axe somebody's place of business. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so so i'm gonna give it a hard 43 well i did not expect to be the high hard score for this hard rock hard <sighs> okay well listen now that we've rated this we got to talk about these assholes that we've been talking with us this whole time 
Nick and Alex, you boys, Blockbuster Film School. Yes. You guys, you guys deep dive into, well, one of my favorites, if I may fan out a little bit. Please do. One of my favorites is your two-part on Orion, the, the distribution production company. Oh, wow. And it is nice. so fucking great. I'm looking that you up. Guys, I'm looking that up right now. Please do. Yeah. On my phone do. and everything. Thanks. It's it's so great. It's like you guys just I mean, A, obviously funny fun friends, but like just you guys know so much shit because is it true you both worked at Blockbuster? We did. Yes. I managed one for two years. A manager. <laughs> a manager. We have well, a manager yeah. in the house. <laughs> Not a good manager. One a time cool manager. <laughs> one time the boss showed up and me and a girl dressed up like a Nazi were asleep on a pile of garbage bags in the back because I was supposed to be doing an inventory but instead I had a sleepover and he just goes alright yeah I expected this wow I used to sell weed out of the uh, I don't know about the dis- I don't know about uh, statute of limitations someone like me at my blockbuster used to sell weed and to other people in my high school and the code was they would bring up a DVD copy of Waterworld. Fuck you, really? Sell them weed. Wow. Also, when I said she was dressed up like a Nazi, I meant like an SS stripper. Yeah. She wasn't a Nazi. Right. Yeah. I'm not a no, Nazi. No. There's no, no Nazi. No, no. Like We get it. Yeah. We get it. It's like... Uh, I was 20s. on the South Side, so that's totally normal. It, it, it was a different time. Yeah. It was eight weeks ago. I was a different person. The Blockbuster was totally empty. Uh, but, okay, so, but, obviously, this is great. You guys are awesome. Same to you guys. Uh, we... Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. you. I love thank your you. show a we, lot. I yeah. really do. I, I've listened to I, all of it. Christmas Karate, I have listened to like two, two or <laughs> yes. three times. Well, I hope you watched it at least that many, maybe twice as many times. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> but but you boys uh, have invited us as well mm-hmm. onto your podcast. Yes. We're going to do a deep dive on Mr. Clint Howard. Yes. Um, we'll probably talk a little bit about his movies. I'm sure his brother will get brought up. I'm sure his dad will get brought up. I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of just we'll go through his his whole catalog and we'll see. We'll just get yeah. your guys all take 900 on movies. All, maybe not the entire catalog. <laughs> one by one by one. one. Clint Howard. <laughs> the 12 hour epic. <laughs> the time he had to ask Ron for money. <laughs> <laughs> the one time. <laughs> the ever. Yeah. But you're got we are doing a feed swap. Yes. So so this came out on Tuesday if you're listening to it on the day. But on Thursday, we're gonna have their episode in our feed. So you'll be able to listen to that. It's gonna show up in your feed because you're subscribed, of course, because you're a good little listener. And uh, <laughs> and it'll show up. So listen to it. And if you if you fucking love it, which of course you will, so. check out Blockbuster Film School. I love it. If you're someone who's listening from Blockbuster Film School uh, and you're enjoying this, come over to us, man. Please do. Yeah. I as Show them some motherfucking love. Yeah. Or I will come to your house. Honestly, if you like Blockbuster Film School, B-Movie Mania is a far superior podcast. <laughs> Listen, we're not doing superiors. Well, if, if you don't subscribe, then we're going to send the ice cream man to like oh. hover outside your door. Yes. Yeah. And then you'll Clint become Howard's an ice cream gonna man. going to show up and ask for money <laughs> to all your homes. Yes. And give you a weird push pop at the beginning. Oh, and watch uh, children eat phalluses just, at the beginning of the movie. We were like, I, I feel weird watching. Yeah. 
Yeah, just make sure you say please. Just make, <laughs> yeah. just make sure you take that hard pack. <laughs> <laughs> On the next episode of B-Movie Mania. Well, in an effort to keep Paul away for just one more week, uh. I am, well, I'm just going to say, you can thank Patton Oswalt for this, this one. Jay, I'm going to need my DVD back, but I'm picking <laughs> Deathbed. The bed that eats. Oh, oh shit! God. <laughs> oh. oh, where can we watch this, Chris? Apart from your DVD, well, I'm gonna watch it. Well, on my DVD, assuming I yeah, get it yeah, back yeah. from Jay. But it's also on Tubi. Oh, okay, good. I love Tubi so much. <laughs> it's great, and they have Deathbed, the bed that eats. Oh, Not the remake, the original 1970s oh. version that was lost for decades, oh. and the director didn't even know it was out there until he stumbled upon it. Can I just raid it right now? <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, maniacs. Do you have a question or a comment? Would you like to uh, send some bourbon to Uncle Lloydie? You can contact the gang on Facebook at B-Movie Mania. You can also drop them a line at bmoviemania.com. Reach out. Touch them. They're touching themselves. And they might just reach back. I'm Lloyd Kaufman saying, see you next time on B-Movie Mania. Woohoo! Thanks again to the Blockbuster Film School for uh, joining us for this. Thanks for having us. Uh, Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Hell yeah. hey, also, wait, let's do this plug right. Where can people follow you? Uh, anywhere podcasts are sold. Blockbuster, uh, Radio Shack. <laughs> Uh, Sam Goody, Virgin Mega Store. I hang out on North Avenue a lot. If you just want to follow me there, all right. Well, we no, have Spotify that. app, okay. Stitcher, um, Apple, the whole Napster. Deal. Yeah. yeah, we've tagged them on on the my shit Angel for this, Fire so. page. <laughs> Click onto the Zanga link. It's, 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 it's real. <laughs> Follow them on their our stuff. They're there. They're on Instagram. They're oh, all yes. over the Please place. Please follow the Instagram. Uh, Nick Souter does an amazing job running the Instagram. It's really fun. He creates these amazing montage things. <laughs> also, I love your guys' YouTube page. Honestly, oh, the B-Movie a, Mania skits and stuff you guys do, I, I'll watch them while I'm in my car and start laughing and then like have to swerve because I shouldn't be watching oh, yeah. things on my phone. Well, don't so. get, yeah, well, there's a yeah. lot of problems with this, Alex. We're after we record, we're going to maybe have an intervention. That's maybe what this whole thing was. <laughs> Listen, we tried I'm, that before. He's very stabby. For help. This is a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, also follow us on Instagram, BMM podcast. Wait, what are we on Instagram? Yeah, that's it. No, we're, <laughs> that's no, it. what are we? No, we're B-Movie Mania. <laughs> we're clearly so so professionally run. B-Movie Mania. BMM Podcast. There, uh, Mike, I just gave you the audio for it. Say it one more time. BMM Podcast. <laughs> nice. B-Movie Mania. <laughs> Thanks, like the for radio. Thanks for directing. Thanks for directing. Either way. Say it one more time. With, say it sexy. Yeah. B-Movie Mania. BMM podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> old dates. Go to store.bmovemania.com. You can get all our cool shirts and what amazing sweaters. There's a light zip up hoodie that I'm in goddamn Ooh. love with right now. Okay, we're leaving now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being on, guys. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks, having for, having thanks for having us. Fuck thanks for having us. Thanks for being on. Sorry, Brian wouldn't shut up the whole time. <laughs> yeah, what a Super fucking producer Brian's shit. Oh, uh, yeah, Brian, thank you so much for putting this together. It's just honestly, Brian brought us together. 
Yes. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Hey, guys. Thank you. Should we go look for Small Paul? <laughs> yeah, He's dead to we us. should probably go find Small Paul. <laughs> we haven't found him yet. Small Paul's dead. <laughs>